welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me on 94.1 FM Wave 90 or spiritual believers and listeners. As you know, I have been going over the book Beyond the Blessed Life with Robert Morris. This is a class that I'm teaching at All Nations Church, which is off of Shara Road, across the street from Fun Station, around the corner from Chuck E. Cheese. And I welcome you to join me at 9 a.m. As a matter of fact, I've got three books left if you want a free book. So, um, this is a very, very, very powerful book, and it actually teaches you to how to be a good steward. And stewardship is so critical. The first book that I read, which was out of sequence, I think, was The Blessed Life, which is what everybody wants. And The Blessed Life, one of the key characteristics of The Blessed Life is that they're extremely generous. People who have The Blessed Life are extremely generous. However, if you want to be extremely generous, then you've got to be a good steward. This book is very exciting, um, Beyond the Blessed Life, and it's talks about how to live a stressed, a, a stressless life. No more stressing over finances. Yes, no more stressing over finances. Um, if you walk under the principles of beyond the blessed life. It, it actually, of course, deals with some fundamental categories, which is we need to, first of all, understand that God is first. And then once you got that, Settle in your in your mind, the mind of Christ, and in your heart. Um, then that's going to take you to the promised land, which is beyond the blessed life. We we have some things that we need to get straightened out and get some of these tears and some of these um, misconceptions and incorrect teachings out of us. I was um, just noting that. Um, one of the young ladies that I'm trying to mentor is um, has a lot of New Age um, doctrine in her. And the thing about the New Age doctrine is that it focuses on the soul realm, which is the activity of the mind, the will, and the emotion. It will never have the power of walking with the Holy Spirit, walking in the spiritual realm, right? And so it unfortunately... In the, in the new age, there's all sorts of different doctrines and contradicts one another. But the bottom line is, if Jesus Christ is not the center piece of your, of your life, if Jesus Christ, and I mean the Jesus that was born of the Virgin Mary, I mean the Jesus that walked on the earth for 33 and a half years, I mean the Jesus that um, raised Lazarus from the dead. I'm talking about the Jesus that walked on water. I'm talking about the Jesus that fed close to 20,000 people with just two pieces of fish and five loaves of bread. I'm talking about the Jesus that walked on water. I'm talking about the Jesus that spoke to the wind and the, and the, and the waves and said, peace be still. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jesus that died. He was crucified. He was buried, but on the third day he rose again and sits now at the right hand of the Father. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. So 
if Jesus, that Jesus, is not the centerpiece of your life, then you're not going to have the beyond the blessed life. Because there is no no real authority and power in New Ages. Now, you know, they got a little spurt of power, this, and a little soul power. They got some soul power. But nothing, nothing competes with the power of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Nothing. So I was thinking and, you know, thinking about this individual and how God, you know, because she's young, I can understand where she's at because probably at her age, I had a lot of new age too because it's it's all over the place and you just it just slips into you, right? And you you start accepting a lot of things that you you know you know are not in alignment with God's word, and then when you start reading and feeding on the word of God, that word of God will uproot all those false doctrines, all that incorrect teaching from New Age, right? So I was trying to be um, sympathetic, but I was thinking about how appropriate this is as we talk about $5 gas prices and all these different things that are happening to us. It is critical that you are able to walk in the supernatural in your finances. Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, what do you mean by walking in the supernatural in your finances? I mean, you're in trouble, you lay down on the floor, the next day you got $5,000. I mean, you're in trouble and you lay down on the floor and worship God, the one and only true God, daddy God, you hey, vah, hey, and you got $38,000. I mean, money is not the issue with God. It is about your what? Heart. Then we got to make sure that we're not under the spirit of mammon. And the only way the spirit of mammon can be broken off of your life is through tithe and offerings, right? Tithing is the first 10% of your increase, of your income. It goes to God first. And this has to be trust. Because when most people start, when they, most people start tithing, they don't have enough money. I know I was robbing Peter to pay Paul when I first started tithing. But now I can't afford not to tithe because I don't know what I'm going to encounter tomorrow. Right? So I've, I've got a situation with just like everybody that's been to college, student loans. I've been very, very, very diligent trying to pay my loans, went through a, a very bad divorce, and all my assets were pretty much wiped out, and I've been um, struggling to make sure I could take care of my son and my daughter and, um, and you know, pay the bills, keep my get my credit in alignment and everything so that we could get a house and things like that, and now... I'm getting hit with a huge bill for student loan due July the 1st. Now, this is, um, camp, you know, this is not federal loans. This, you know, this is loans from banks that we, that I took when I was working on my doctorate at Baylor University. And I've tried, you know, I want, you know, I've reached out and tried to see what could be done, but anybody know anything? Let me know. Because this student loan issue is a problem and I need to, I need help because I want 
to be a good um, steward. And I want to be able to do the things for the kingdom of God. And debt is a killer of hope. Debt is the killer of faith. Debt is the killer of prosperity. Oh, debt is bad news. And so once again, this teaching is beyond the blessed life teaches us about stewardship and even how to get out of an enormous amount of debt over time. So I'm so happy that I'm teaching this class now because this is a time for preparation. We are going to need to be able to walk in the supernatural when it comes to our finances. And you can't walk in the supernatural if you don't know the fundamental principles of how to live beyond blessed or how to live the blessed life, right? And so the first thing that I would say off the top is God must be first, and once again, you, you, God shows us examples in his word of people who trusted him and put him first and extraordinary things happened for them. Like the widow in Zarephath, right? Where that was actually Jezebel's hometown. Did y'all know that? And God went to a Gentile woman. And guess what? God did that to help her and her son. See, God knew that her son was going to die. And he had the prophet of God, Elijah, in place to raise her son from the dead. That was the first human body, human person that was raised from the dead was by Elijah. Of course, Elijah also raised a child from the dead. And, of course, we know Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after four days. But before that, he raised a young man from the dead after one day and he raised a young girl from the dead after a few hours. So death is death has nothing on Jesus, has nothing on God. So we need to understand God is first. When we do that, then God can start training us and giving us golden nuggets and teaching us what to do, then we got to get rid of incorrect teachings, incorrect doctrine, um, new ageism, all that stuff. None of that is, the bottom line is power and authority. And it's nice to have all these nice little cliches and say these nice words, but if you don't have power following your the word of God, Following the word of God, then you, something not right. And a perfect example, once again, is Elijah and the showdown at the OK Corral at, I think it was Mount Carmel, where basically he um, got Ahab and told him to bring all the false prophets, all the prophets of Baal, all the prophets of the uh, other uh, false god. And Elijah told all the people of God, all the Israeli people, he says, the, the God that, sh that fires up the altar is the real God. And of course, Elijah let the um, Baal prophets go first, right? 
So they 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 wailing and cutting themselves and throwing themselves on the altar and all sorts of stuff, and nothing happened. They have an altar. They they um, cut up the the bull, put it on the altar, and nothing happened. So what does Elijah do? It's his time, hammer time. He not only cuts up the bull, puts, takes the twelve stones of representing the Israelite nation, the twelve Israeli um, tribes in the the nation of Israel, and he takes the twelve stones. He has over twelve barrels of water poured, had a trench dug around it, poured the 12 barrels of water, which was a very precious commodity. Um, He didn't want anybody to say this was spontaneous combustion. He basically wet the sacrifice, wet the wood, wet the stone with water. And then he said, he called out to the one and only true God, Daddy God, you hey, vi, hey, Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit, and said, light it up. And guess what? Boom! The lightning hit, burned up the sacrifice, burned up the wood, burned up the rocks, drank all the water in the trench, everything. Right? So, yes. There's got to be a demon, and this is what's happened in the church. We, in our churches, we've gotten so um, into, let the world coming into, when we should be influencing the world, the world is influencing us, and we don't have no power. We don't have no authority. You know, we're not raising people from the dead. We're not healing the sick. We're not having blind eyes open and ear. Now, some of us are. But the body of Christ, the church as a whole, no. And God's getting ready to correct that. God is getting ready to fix that. Why? Because there are going to be baby Christians, immature Christians all around us, and unsaved people who are going to need our help. And how can you help them if you're in trouble too? So this is why God has me teaching beyond blessed because people need to have the right mindset, not the poverty mindset, not the um, um, materialism, prosperity mindset. And you know that you have the wrong mindset when the focus is money. That's the bottom line, whether it's poverty or prosperity. If the focus is money, you got the wrong mindset. No, God wants a provision-based Mindset. He wants you focused on Him. He is your provider. He is your only source. So once you get your mind straightened out, then your then your spirit can get in alignment, right, with God's holy word. And we've got to deal with debt, you know, and how debt is the enemy, and we need to. Make sure that we get out of debt. You know, it was interesting reading about the history of credit cards and how it all got started. It was American Airlines that kicked it all off, right? In the early, what, 1930s or something like that, American Airlines was um, trying to get people to fly because only the very wealthy or the upper middle class could fly. And so they wanted more of the common man to be able to fly. And so they gave them the credit card and they were able to pay off their airline fees ticket over time. 
So American Airlines was the one who introduced the first credit card. And then we had diners, the diners club card, which everybody in the forties, we had the diners club. What was special about those cards was that you couldn't carry a balance. You had to pay the card off at the end of the month, right? And then I finally Visa came along and Visa basically had, um, where you carried a balance, but then you had the high interest rates and the hefty, hefty fees. Then, and you know, people, you know, they didn't now, you have a 30 year mortgage on your house, an eight year mortgage on your, um, not mortgage, but loan payment on your car. Your car will be upside down almost the entire time you own, you own it. Right? So, this is not good. This is not how we started off. People, you had to have 50%, 50% of your down in order to get a house in the beginning, right? 50% down in order to have your house in the beginning. And then once you get your house, then you, after you get your 50% down, then the, the bank will give you the other 50%, right? And, you know, you had your house paid off in a few years and you own your house and the equity in your house. Right. Or you go in with equity, like 50K equity. But all of these things change. All of these things change. We must quickly move with the Holy Spirit and learn to walk in the supernatural in every aspect of our lives. And the only way you're going to be walking in the supernatural is to walk in obedience to the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Right? You've got to follow the agenda of Daddy God, you a Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit. You've got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his Daddy God, you have Lord God, Christ Jesus, Lord God, Holy Spirit, righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Then you can lay on the floor and you can get $5,000 the next day. Then you can lay on the floor and, floor and get $38,000 the next day. You know, I know God is my source, my only source. And so I, I teach this class and I... Look forward to all the individuals that come to my class. I look forward to them walking in the supernatural in their finances. Yes, I do. Why? Because we are, <laughs> it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. And therefore, we are going to have to trust God and trust God or glorifying God, acknowledging Him in all our ways is going to be imperative, not only for our sake, but for our children's sakes, sake and for our family and friends. One of the other interesting things is that as we understand credit card debt and debt, we don't want it. And so we should stay away from it. We should budget and we should follow our budget and we should pay cash whenever we can. 
we should try to pay cash whenever you can. I know cash is gives you some great deals when you talk when you go in to buy a car and you say, I want to pay cash, you'll be amazed how much cheaper you can get that car. Cash is very powerful. So we gotta look into cash and and what does that mean to me? And we gotta look at, you know, I know those of us who have children and older children in particular, we gotta train our children up to walk in the things like I've taught my kids about tithing and giving offerings and things like that. And so they've got to start walking in that themselves because it's going to be interesting, you know, with food and gas and all the other things that are going to hit us, education and, oh, just, just, on and on and on. So I just want to say that beyond the blessed life takes us through and lets us understand how we are held accountable, how we are held responsible for um, our lives and what we do in our lives and how we need to be careful and getting in debt and really try not to get in debt. We need to be careful about what, how do we think about money and how we treat money. Money can never, never take the place of God. But guess what? Money tries to all the time. It'll try to tell you, well, if you have so much money, you'll be significant. No, money will not make you significant. Um, if you have a lot of money, um, God, people will highly esteem you and, you know, and you can, you can, um, be the big cheese or the big person or the big man or the big woman. Like, no, how about this? If I had money, then, uh, I have a nice house and nice car and I'll be, you know, highly esteemed by my family and friends. No. People still gonna be people. People gonna find something to talk about. People gonna find something to pick at you about. So don't even think about money. You don't talk to these people with money, honey. <laughs> it's not like what you think it is. Matter of fact, it causes a lot of envy and jealousy, a lot of daggers, and then you got to dip and dodge people who are trying to steal your money or trying to get you to go in. Um, invest in their ill-begotten ill plans and then you lose all your money that way. You know, I think about the Woolworths. You know, she was the only child. She was a Woolworths heiress. I never forget as a little girl, my mom, I was a baby, I would, my mom would take me into Woolworths and she would buy a hot dog and with some onions on it and some ketchup and I would take a bite. It was wonderful as a little baby. But that was the Woolworth store. And when she died, she only had a few thousand dollars to her name. Why? Because she was taken advantage of. She had not, she had not been raised up on how to handle money. And she needed definitely the discernment of spirits. You got to be able to discern the spirits of people and see, um, 
and see what they're really all about. And then you shouldn't do anything without the Holy Spirit anyway. Because I know good, better, best. God wants you always to do the best. God wants you to have the best. Right? So I look at um, beyond the blessed life and how you have to make sure that you're in alignment with God's word. And trust me, I have a really um, good friend who is about to embark on a move of God where she's going to leave a job and go to a job, another job that pays half of what she was making. Now, most people would say, what? But if it's God, you definitely want to make that move because you don't know what is up. That the one that you're paying you, um, the full salary may be gone that, that, that following day. And the one that's paying you half maybe may blow up the following day. It is, it's like you have to trust God. Now, got to make sure it's God. <laughs> you got to make sure that it's God because Satan does come disguised as an angel of light. But the one thing about it is God's word is powerful. God's word is real. God's word has authority. And that's what Satan does not have. He does not have any authority. And the power that he has is the power that he usurps from the foolish humans that give it to him. So, matter of fact, planet Earth, you have to have a human body in order to operate. Now, you can be in a cat body, a snake body, or some dog body, or something like that to hold you over. But to reign and rule, you got to have a human body. And so, this is uh, critical. If you don't have a human body on planet Earth, which is what happens, we our, our body um, dies and we have to leave this planet. We we can't stay on this planet without a body. Our body is our space suit, I guess you would say. Our earth suit, as you would say. Right? So, if we follow the teachings of the beyond the blessed life, God will teach us how to treat our earth body. As I went through this season of pain, I realized how... How I didn't treat my body the way I should have. I should not have eaten as much sugar as I ate as a child and as a teenager and as a young adult. And now it's been on. But God has had mercy on me, had mercy on me. And I'm going to a couple of therapists now and I am healed in the name of Jesus. But our body needs to be well taken care of. We need to eat right. We need to get our rest. That's another thing. I didn't realize how I had violated the Sabbath that, you know, not resting. I mean, I was working all the time, working all week. Then I work on the weekends, work on the holidays, <laughs> 72 hours straight working on my dissertation. Now, this is not what God wants us to do He wants us To take care of our bodies He wants us to take care of our minds 
That's 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 reading the the word of God, of course. But there are other books of C.S. Lewis. There are a lot of wonderful books that God would love for us to read to strengthen our mind. I mean, God loves mathematics. God loves science. You know, and so he loves the earth. He's not just coming for human beings. God is coming to redeem this entire planet. Because you know who was, was the first casualty of when Adams, the Adams sinned? Was planet Earth. Curse was not put on the Adams by God. The curse was put on the planet. And ever since then, it's been moaning and groaning and volcanoes and tsunamis and fires and all sorts of Floods, all sorts of things. The earth is groaning and waiting for the mature sons of God, daughters of God, to come and run and reign and rule this earth. Right? So, we need to understand that we've got to take care of our bodies, our minds, our time. You know, I was look, listening to my mom as I was preparing to go to the therapist and then come to the studio. And I mean, I was listening to her. It was a game show. You know, I'll go ahead and tell you, Steve Harvey. She, she loves Steve Harvey. And I mean, I don't have anything wrong with Steve Harvey or anything. But I thought about it and I said, what a waste of time watching this game show. When we could be out there ministering to the people, um, you know, of God or, or just the Gentiles or the unsaved. I mean, there, there are so many needs out there, but we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, you just can't jump out there and do whatever you want to do because you may get in the way of someone else that God is trying to use and reach. So you have to be in your lane and you have to ask God, what is your part? But I think about it. I said, look at me. Now, I do. I am very big into um, Christian television. I started saying, God, maybe I need to cut back on that. You know, I got a good friend, Rodney. He always was telling me to cut back on that because he says God has a big plan for me and um, some things he wants me to do. So I got to look at my time. And how do I want to um, minister the time? And of course, you've got to be a good steward of your um, relationships, right? And your money. But anyway, I'm gonna, we're going to continue this teaching. I just want to close with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone 94.1 Wave 94.